waiting impatiently for his meal to arrive. Finally, he decided to send someone to see what was taking so long. Ayn, he called in the unlit chambers. There was no response. Rayodin frowned at the Sion's absence. Where could Ayn be? Rayodin stood, and as he did, his eyes fell on Elantris again. Resting in the great city's shadow, Kai seemed like an insignificant village by comparison. Elantris was an enormous, ebony block, not really a city anymore, just the corpse of one. Rayodin shivered. A knock came at his door. Finally, Rayodin said, walking over to pull open the door. Old Ileo stood outside with a tray of fruit and warm bread. The tray dropped to the ground with a crash, slipping from the stunned maid's fingers, even as Rayodin reached out to accept it. Rayodin froze, the tray's metallic ring echoing through the silent morning hallway. Merciful Domai, Ileo whispered, her eyes horrified and her hand trembling as she clutched at the Karathi pendant at her neck. Rayodin reached out, but the maid took a quivering step away, stumbling on a small melon in her haste to escape. What? Rayodin asked. Then he saw his hand. What had been hidden in the shadows of his darkened room was now illuminated by the hallway's flickering lantern. Rayodin turned, throwing furniture out of his way as he stumbled to the tall mirror at the side of his chambers. The dawn's light had grown just strong enough for him to see the reflection that stared back at him. A stranger's reflection. His blue eyes were the same, though they were wide with terror. His hair, however, had changed from sandy brown to limp gray. The skin was the worst. The mirrored face was covered in sickly black patches like dark bruises. The splotches could mean only one thing. The Sheod had come upon him. The Elantra city gate boomed shut behind him with a shocking sound of finality. Rayodin slumped against it, thoughts numbed by the day's events. It was as if his memories belonged to another person. His father, King Iodon, hadn't met Rayodin's gaze as he ordered the priests to prepare his son and throw him into Elantris. It had been done swiftly and quietly. Iodon couldn't afford to let it be known that the crown prince was an Elantrian. Ten years ago, the Sheod would have made Rayodin a god. Now, instead of making people into silver-skinned deities, it changed them into sickly monstrosities. Rayodin shook his head in disbelief. The Sheod was a thing that happened to other people, distant people, people who deserved to be cursed, not the crown prince of Aralon, not Rayodin. The city of Elantris stretched out before him. Its high walls were lined with guardhouses and soldiers, men intended not to keep enemies out of the city but to keep its inhabitants from escaping. Since the Riode, when Elantris fell, every person taken by the Sheod had been thrown in through the gates to rot.
The city had become an expansive tomb for those whose bodies had forgotten how to die. Rayodin could remember standing on those walls, looking down on Elantris's dread inhabitants, just as the guards now looked down on him. The city had seemed far away then, even though he had been standing just outside of it. He had wondered, philosophically, what it would be like to walk those blackened streets. Now he was going to find out. Rayodin pushed against the gate for a moment, as if to force his body through, to cleanse his flesh of its taint. He lowered his head, releasing a quiet moan. He felt like curling into a ball on the grimy stones and waiting until he woke from this dream. Except he knew he would never awaken. The priest said that this nightmare would never end. But something within him.